0: Imagine the worst thing that could happen to you. Nah, even worse than that. And you determine you work all your life to make sure that that never has to happen to anyone else. You even make a business out of it. For Nyasha Bay of Ancient Wisdom Birth Services, it's more than a business, it's a purpose. Welcome to In Good Company. Honest stories about the bigger purpose of becoming an entrepreneur in Detroit and Southeast Michigan. You do what you do because it's important and because you really do want to change the world. This is In Good Company, and I'm Shannon Casey. When I walked into Niaja Bay's presence, she had a common effect. I could feel it immediately. I was hurrying to get to the W D T offices on time. And when I got there, she was already there waiting for me. She stood and shook my hand. And immediately, I knew that everything was going to be all right. I'm not kidding. She has this common effect. Naisha's a doula. So my first question obviously was, uh, what is a a doula?
1: Yes, I get asked this often. (laughs) A doula is a professional labor assistant that provides continuous labor support. She provides emotional, physical, and informational support to pregnant families. She does not, he or she does not provide any clinical services. This is only emotional, physical, and informational support.
0: Doulas are non-clinical advocates for the family especially the mom. When one makes the decision to become a doula as a profession, I'm sure a lot more goes into it than a guidance counselor mentioning it at school. It most likely stems from experience. I wanted to learn more about the experiences in Naisha's life that led her to becoming a doula.
1: Born and raised in Detroit, proud to be a Detroit native. Have one older sister and one older brother. I was the baby, so always taken care of, supported, loved animals. Wanted to have. I remember they took me fishing. I wanted to have a fish protest for the rights of fish. <laughs> always the uh, you know fighting for the underdog. I was always um, volunteering and helping teach other students different subjects tutoring if they needed help
0: so you're good at school Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i love school i love to help that's something that has just resonated throughout i'm always helping
0: you're always helping you you enjoy it
1: i do Mm -hmm. that's my passion
0: and Niaja wasn't the only doula in her family
1: Well, I guess I first started learning about women's health through my mom, who was an abortion doula. She would provide services to women in the community who had terminated pregnancies and needed support with herbs and just providing um, meals for them and just taking care of them.
0: And when Niajia gave birth to her first child at 14, she soon discovered young Black pregnant women in Detroit badly need advocacy. Warning. Nyesha's traumatic experience is detailed and graphic. When she went to the hospital...
1: I was told how I was going to give birth, so there wasn't many options, like... Um, people were doing things to my body physically and certain things in me and not providing me information. I didn't have my family there. So I was by myself for a period of time. And the energy from the staff at that time was, we we want to punish you kind of for being a teenage mom. So no pay medication. No, It was just, just trauma. It was just negative and quite scary. Once again, having um, these medications put in me causing all these reactions. Um, magnesium feels like fire going through your system. I didn't have my first sexual ed class until I was already already a mother. in um the ninth grade of high, so I didn't know any anything uh, about what was going on, so it was completely scary. I remember being in active labor. So that's when it really gets bad. It gets real now. And I remember a social worker coming in trying to talk to me while I was having contractions. And it was just like, what in the world? It was just like, this is horrible. It has to be another way. Um, I was not supported in choosing to breastfeed. Um, I was injected with Depo, Provera, the birth control shot. Um, and told that I wasn't going to be allowed to leave the hospital unless I got the birth control shot and was injected. Um, but they didn't tell me what they were giving me, so it was drying up my milk supply, and I didn't understand why, which caused me to stop breastfeeding um, sooner than I would have liked. That still happens in 2020 in Detroit.
0: It sounds like... Uh The choices were just off the table.
1: If you don't know your options, then you don't have any options. And that's a part of my role as a doula. I help families figure out their options so they can decide what's best for them. Even if you don't stick to your birth plan and you do end up having to get a cesarean or something, um, intervention, something has to be done, there's still options within that. So I help them find that. At that time for me, There was no options. It was only saying yes to whatever the physicians wanted. An episiotomy is a cut that they make with scissors to open up the vaginal canal. I wasn't even told that that was about to happen to me. I just remember the blood splattering on the OB's face in extreme pain and then being told to shut up as my baby was crowning. So I remember that.
0: After that first experience with childbirth, when Nyasia had her second child at 16, she stayed away from the hospital as long as possible.
1: I didn't get as much prenatal care with the second child because of the way I was made to feel by healthcare professionals at that time. I remember having um, a sonographer say, oh, this is your second child. Your life is pretty much over. You're not going to do anything with your life. And after that, I didn't go back. I went to the hospital with my baby crowning, and that's how I had that natural birth. What was traumatizing about that birth is that I was telling the nursing staff that my baby was coming. I could feel my baby head there, and they were just ignoring me. Here's this little black teen, whatever, we don't have time. So I actually pushed my baby out in the hallway in front of people.
0: Nasia explains childbirth in a way that's against our sense of reason, almost in military terms.
1: The hospital wasn't seen as a a safe place for me. This was like preparing for battle. This was confrontation with these people. So it wasn't peaceful um, for me saying, no, I don't want my child having formula. I'm choosing to breastfeed. Do not give my baby pacifiers. I just... I was just like, no, you're not going to do this this time. Um, And out of all my births, that was probably the best one. I had a third child. I believe I was 19 or 20. And I had to be induced with that one once again for preeclampsia, but it was better. It just moved faster. So at that point, I was birthed out. I didn't want to have any more children. And I believe that traumatic births are one of the worst forms of birth control because you just don't want to go through that again.
0: Wanting to change the healthcare experience she had endured, Naisha decided a job in healthcare was the best way to fix what was broken from the inside. She was soon overwhelmed.
1: I want to be in healthcare. I just didn't know what aspect. So um, I started off working as a nurse assistant. That's where I got to see so many women being chained um, as they were giving birth because at that time, DMC had the contract with the the jail, so the inmates would come there to give birth. And I thought it was like one of the most inhumane, even talking about it now, I can see, touch, taste, and smell that moment. I thought it was just so horrific. Um, So it was there. It was the heroin addicts of Detroit that taught me how to insert IVs. They wouldn't let me stop until I found the vein. I learned a lot just about healthcare in America. I was seeing so many of uh, people that look like me and my family members dying from preventable diseases. At that time, I was working on the kidney transplant unit. So, just watching diabetes like literally destroy a person first, it would be the toes, the foot, the leg, then the other, then the arm. It's crazy. Institutionalized racism in healthcare is overwhelming. So, we talk about racism in so many different aspects, right? But we don't really focus on healthcare. Just seeing people that look like me not being treated the same, not having access to the same pain medication, being looked at like they're addicts for wanting pain medication. It was too much. I just wanted to step away. I wanted to do something completely different.
0: That something different came by a chance meeting. On a trip seeing family in Alabama. It's like something out of the movies, actually. Naisha met with her destiny as a doula at an Alabama coffee shop.
1: She prefers me just to call her the grand midwife, and I will respect her and do that. But... I met her, just walking. She told me to come have tea with her. I came and had tea, and she just started teaching me.
0: How long did you, were you with her?
1: Six months, but it felt like a lifetime. There was so much information. Like, even still, I'm like, six months, that was it. But it was amazing. Truly amazing. And she lit a fire, and I just had to come back. And immediately, I don't even think I was unpacked before I was assisting in births.
0: Niaja explains that though she's a doula, it's nothing new.
1: So in our community, um, we didn't use the term doula. We just had um, your, your sister, your auntie, whoever, they just supported you in birth. After you had your baby, grandma or whoever just made sure you had food that you were taking care of. Um, so we didn't have this term doula. Um It wasn't until Health Connect One was an organization um, that started a a community doula training in Detroit. So once I found out about that and this was a professional labor assistant, I'm like, oh, I want to do this. I can help moms and this will be great. I started training to be a midwife and a doula at the same time.
0: But there are challenges to being a midwife or doula.
1: When I was in Alabama, I was already reaching out to midwives. So for the, at that time, to be a home birth midwife, it was the, you had to find a preceptor to train you to do the apprenticeship model. So I immediately started putting it out to everybody, like, this is what I wanted to do. And I became so frustrated. Um, There were basically midwifery organizations that were like, we don't train black midwives. We don't train Black students.
0: Oh Wait, 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 wait. wait. It came out of somebody's mouth?
1: Absolutely. And it is still the standard today, which is why you have so many women in Detroit who feel called to do this work, but they can't find a preceptor.
0: A preceptor is a certified mentor who trains new doulas. And if you can't find a preceptor, you can't officially become a recognized doula. Given the statistics on deaths and complications among Black mothers giving birth, Nasia would like to see doula services to be a regular thing in Black culture. When we talked about awareness of doula services, she said,
1: It's getting better. But when I first started, like, that was my major barrier. People just didn't understand what and who and how would a doula benefit them. So that's still my challenge. Um... I want doulas to become as needed as that the next weave or purse. I want you to see this as you need it. I want you to say for your doula like you say for your Jordans or whatever. I want it to become as important because it is. And I'm really for pushing the legislation so Medicaid can cover doulas. And I think that will take a lot of that away.
0: Her biggest dream is to create a center for birth services right here in Detroit.
1: I would love to be able to offer a community childbirth education class that's not sponsored by a hospital. This is very important and very key. Currently, we have one that's offered through the American Indian Center, which is wonderful, but I'd like to bring one to the Detroit east side, west side, north end, I want this to become regular um, because that childbirth education is needed and it's not something that we have and I want to offer it free. I would love to form some kind of collab with the farms in Detroit because we have a whole lot of them to be able to offer either discounted produce or volunteer for these pregnant moms because the majority of them iron is low. So we want to get their iron up. We just want them to eat better in general. So to be able to put on cooking demonstrations for them or be able to have like a food box where I didn't, hey, this is the meal. I done told you you can do these postpartum meals and now here's the resources to be able to go do it. I, wanted to, I need money to take as many barriers down as I possibly can. The bottom line is when, Our people have this service. As a doula, we have better outcomes. We have way better outcomes. Mom is happy. Mom feels valued. There's a 90% breastfeeding rate. There's less anesthesia used. There's less cesareans. There's shorter births. Mom is happier. I want to be able to do that. It's having all the resources in one center so the mom isn't having to go out if she wanted acupuncture or a chiropractor is there but the main the main tra- the training would be there for the doula so we would all be like we would be like bricks on top of bricks helping one another
0: in ancient wisdoms birth services has helped so many families during childbirth
1: There's a sister who is beautiful. We have a picture. um, She has her belly painted. And they were super young, her and her partner, but the support he showed her was so beautiful. And right when she had her baby, Isn't She Lovely was playing by Stevie Wonder. We were all just crying, like, oh my God. (laughs) It was so beautiful. They're all beautiful. For so many women who were thinking like, you know, oh, I'm poor and I'm, you know, I'm in Detroit and I can't afford this and I can't do this, and then they have their moment and are just so thankful. And then they go teach other people, and it's wonderful, it just keeps spreading.
0: And Nia keeps returning to her own birth experiences to push her forward in her work.
1: Me helping these women were helping me heal from my experience. It all is full circle now. I went through that to be able to help someone else. I don't want anyone to ever feel the way that I feel. And having a mindset that I had as a teen, it isn't like, oh, this is just some stupid teenager. There are some teenagers that will call me and know exactly what they want. They want a doula, they want a natural ex- and I am so proud. Yeah, so many of my <laughs> what they want Yes. Now, you know? So many of my teen mamas have gone on to be doulas or say they want to be midwives, or go into nursing. And so that's all healing for every single one. And I think that's my biggest compliment is when clients go on to do birth work. It didn't end with me, we're growing.
0: This episode was produced and mixed by Alex Trajano, and I'm your host, Shannon Casey. Original music by Sam Bobian and Andrew Bishop. Inga Co Detroit was developed by the New Economy Initiative with the support of the Knight Foundation. Please go to IngoodCodetroit.com to hear more about the Ancient Wisdom Birth Services story and connect to the resources and practical tools to help support your bigger purpose. Make sure you subscribe to In Good Code Detroit on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a story. Thanks for listening.